Welcome to the Mind Gym. This is the Pain to Power podcast with Dr. Keith Abloh, where you become the strongest individual you can be. I want to talk to you today about a really, uh, in some ways, wasteful way to use mental energy, and that's regret. I want to... I hope we don't talk so much about regret that you regret it. Ah, just a little joke there to get started. But no, really, regret is one of those emotions that perhaps is inevitable because who among us doesn't replay elements of our life stories, whether it's personal or professional, and say, well, oh man, if I had only made a different decision or uh, if uh, I could go back and do it again, And it's not, however, uh, a feeling that is just at equilibrium. Usually regret comes with feelings of guilt uh, or sadness, uh, true grief, perhaps. And it's, again, it's it's, it's completely understandable because human beings do this. We act as though we ought to or somehow... uh, need to go back and think through our life stories and try to uh, edit, as though that were possible, edit the past. And we go through these different scenarios and the edits, and then we run the story forward, and that's where the pain comes in. You know what I'm talking about if you've experienced this, and who hasn't, right? Who hasn't experienced something like regret? And so... You go back and you don't just think, oh, yeah, maybe I could have done things differently. It's when we start to play the tape forward and think about how events would have or could have or might have unfolded differently that all those feelings of guilt, remorse, and loss, true loss, set in. Now, of course, there's something quasi-delusional about this notion of loss because we didn't make those choices. We didn't take those paths. Uh, Our businesses didn't uh, embrace uh, those markets that might have been richer for us. Our relationships personally, uh, we may have made choices. I know I have uh, that uh, led these relationships in a direction that we wish we wouldn't have taken. And you go back and you try to replay the tape and you try to think, whoa, how would it have turned out if... Very human. It's totally human to do this. But regret's really the enemy of understanding. So regret is like burning fuel, uh, generating tremendous heat, when what we really need is light. So instead of regret, it sure would be better to go back and try to achieve insight. Because insight doesn't have the thorny nature to it that regret does. Regret makes you bleed. Insight makes you see. Don't we want to see? We want to really see further. And you got to let yourself off the hook. Regret never lets you off the hook. Insight lets you off the hook because none of us is a perfect writer of our own life story. None of us uh, is uh, able to tell the future, and I haven't met anybody 
who is without weaknesses, foibles, frailties, uh, outsized needs, that get in the way of the very things that we most want in life. This is part of the human condition. I don't escape it. You won't escape it. And regret's a way of sort of beating yourself up over it. Your mind does this. I don't know if we decide to regret things. I mean, we use the word. We say, I really regret having done this. Okay, you regret it. But, you know, if you traveled back in time and you had no more insight than hopefully you achieve today, the same, the very same decisions would be made. The same events would unfold. I regret not having purchased that property. I regret not having made that investment. I regret making this investment. I regret not having told this person I loved him or her. I regret uh, not having had more kids. I regret, okay, well, that's one thing. It's human. But here's the thing. The real work and the real value of hopefully transiently feeling a little bit of regret is to go back and say, I really want to understand why I made those decisions. What were the factors that weighed on me, influenced me to make the decisions that I actually did make, which I now, uh, on examining them, think perhaps I should have made different ones. But that's not the point. Let's not get lost in the quicksand of regret. Let's go for the illuminating, insight-oriented work of explaining to ourselves what were the forces that led us to the particular decisions that now you'd say, I don't know if it turned out the way that I wanted. In fact, I don't think it did at all. That's how you grow. Because if you can go back and say, you know, I wish I had purchased those properties or made those investments or taking that risk in love. But given what I lived through, for instance, right, you dig deeper and not to let yourself off the hook, but to explain yourself and to whom? Well, to the only person who matters, you, right? So you want to go back and say, all right, well, if now I see that the outcome truthfully could have been different and probably would have, and something got in my way. There were hurdles in my way of making a better choice, taking a more determined action, whatever it might be. What you want to do is go back and say, well, what influenced me? And these influences, the roots, which I like to talk about, the roots of today's decisions, or, you know, yesterday's or a year ago, uh, were planted. The roots go back all the way usually, to much earlier years in our lives, much earlier chapters in our life stories. And for those who think, oh, you, uh, well, wait, if we start thinking that the things we decided were sort of predetermined in a way, or that we didn't have a clear mind or free will, aren't we kind of saying we're victims, uh, that we didn't really, we, we're not taking responsibility for what happened? Well, no. In fact, you're taking the ultimate responsibility because you're saying, I'm just going to not sit here. I'm not going to just sit here in regret 
and wallow. I'm choosing an aggressive word, wallow, because I want to free you, free us from this morass of regret. You're taking much more responsibility because you're not just doing that. And you're not just wiping the slate clean and saying, let me get up to bat again when there may well be factors that keep leading you to strike out or hit foul, foul balls or get on base but not hit a home run when you, you could and should. And so it, it's taking real responsibility to go back and say, well, what were the influences? What were the things that did uh, almost predetermine or at least influence me in a way that I wish they hadn't? I can't tell you how many different influences there might be leading to decisions that you quote unquote regret, but regret should just be the beginning. It's the impetus that should lead you to self-exploration. So you didn't take the risk. Uh, you didn't make the investment. You didn't say I love you at the right time. You, you didn't stay uh, long enough to have children with a particular person. Uh, you didn't uh, take the chance to have a richer relationship with a parent who's now passed on. We all have these things. Why? The question, the big question becomes, why? So that we don't stay mired in regret, we have to look back and say, why? Because there are factors that limit your performance. And if you want to engage all 12 cylinders, if you will, of the engine of your mind, heart, and soul, then you have to go back and figure out, well, what were these things? Why didn't I do these things? Why did I take one path as opposed to another one? I really think now, on reflection, the other path would have been better. All right, well, the answer is in your life story, and you'll find it. If you are tremendously risk-averse, I can tell you you've lived through situations that didn't go well or you were cautioned that things wouldn't go well if you followed your heart uh, or you had people who were very important in your life, like parents who had had their own life experiences that led them to be very risk-averse and be tremendously conservative. You should trace, like a journalist would, like an investigative journalist of your own life story, you should trace these things back. Because it's only when you illuminate them that you actually get free of them. So regret should be the very beginning, not an end unto itself. It's a pit stop. Right? So you did a lap around the track, it didn't go well, you're ah, God, I wish it had gone better. I really regret that I didn't listen more closely for the starting gun. Okay, well, that's fine, but that can't be the end of the story. The, it's just the beginning to say, well, what's leading you not to listen to the starting gun? What is it? Were you distracted? Do you not think that you deserve to win? Are you overconfident? If you're overconfident... What led to the overconfidence? Who contributed to this notion that you don't have to dot every I, cross every T? And again, not in a way of inducing guilt in you uh, or in anyone else, but instead simply to explain so that then you get free of it. Because once you're free and you make regret a very short 
as short as possible, a pit stop, then you're on your way to insight. And you can do what I like to advise people to do, which is to replace the regret with new dreams. So it wouldn't do to just get back up to bat without examining why things hadn't gone well when you were up to bat the last four times. That seems silly. Uh, It takes courage rather than the absence of it. It takes courage to say, wait, before I get up to bat, I think I would like to figure out what went wrong the last four up to bats. Uh, Again, not holding yourself to any, uh, you know, perfect standard, not beating yourself up, but just being a sleuth, an investigator of your own history, your own performance. And then once you've done that, it's time to start dreaming again. Dreams will extinguish regret. If you start thinking to yourself, okay, uh, I'm going to use, I'm going to harvest, be a hunter-gatherer of your own life experiences and your own lessons in life. And then say to yourself, okay, it's time to dream again. I'm going to take what I've learned and deploy it anew. Isn't that, after all, the most iconic story of mankind is rebirth? Rebirth, in this sense, depends on repurposing everything you've learned in the interest of moving forward, perhaps in a somewhat different direction, perhaps with different energy, perhaps with different people, perhaps on a different path, whatever it might be. But the bottom line is that you are reborn in a certain way. You start a new business after failing three, if you've, uh, failing, let's put that in quotes, after efforting three, you start a new one, wouldn't it be a little bit silly to simply regret that the first three didn't work so well? No, that, yes, yes, it would, it would, it would be a little bit foolish to do that. You, you, what you want instead is to go back, dig deep and say, I'm brave enough, um, I'm a decent enough person that it's okay. I can plumb the depths of what went wrong. And if some of it's my responsibility, so be it. Constant improvement is the nature of man. As long as you're up for it, as long as you're up for it, then you have to get up and out of regret and on to the next thing. And it's okay to dream once you do the self-examination that I'm outlining because dreaming without learning is it can be like an illusion, like a mirage, dreaming of water when you don't know how to drill a well and you've come up dry four times because you don't know how to drill it. That's foolish, right? But if you go back and say, you know what? I better learn how to do this. I don't know why I thought I knew, why I didn't think I needed to apprentice with somebody who knew really how to do this and get down to the water and and engineer it. But now that I've looked at it, understood it, gathered the resources I need, I'm dreaming again. That's what we really are capable of as human beings. And so I'm going to say this, if you're going through your life uh, and you are mired in regret, you're not dreaming enough. And how do we get to the dream? We go back And we explain what happened, we think through it, we come to understand it, and then the regret, you can let go of it. 
Because you know what? People generally do about the best they can in life at the various moments that they're living. That may disappoint you. <laughs> we, may, we may want better for ourselves and others than our performance uh, any one day or any one moment. But in general, I think people do about, you know, they're doing as well as they can. And then the next chapter is to do better based on learning, learning from what has transpired. And so then the next effort is that much more uh, savvy or brave or creative or determined, uh, whatever it might be. This is the nature of getting to that, what Malcolm, what Gladwell, I think, called the tipping point. In our lives, we get to certain tipping points where everything starts to go in a better direction when we have gathered what we can in terms of insight from things that didn't go well. That's just natural. That's how it is. You go out, if you were going to go and try to hunt, and you went in five different directions and it didn't work, instead of the the random exercise of just picking a sixth direction, you might look at the map or the winds, uh, or the terrain, and say, well, wait a second, hold on. And sure, do you regret not having done that before? Yeah, but for like a minute, maybe an hour. But don't give it a day or a year and have it impede or impair your likely success on the next outing. Do your learning. Gather your insight. Love yourself enough to understand that you were doing as well as you could have been expected to do at that moment. Now there's a different expectation. Now the expectation is learn from it. Gather your insight and dream again. And then go out there and do it. Thanks for joining another edition of Pain to Power, the ultimate podcast. Why? Because we don't settle for these uncertain times making us uncertain people. Pain to power is meant to make you stronger and stronger as an individual. You want to get even stronger? Visit www.pain-power.com. Pain2power.com, but it's the number two, not the letters. Uh, and don't forget the hyphens, pain-2-power.com, or email me if you want to work with me directly as a life coach, one-to-one, we'll do it together. Email me at info at keithablo.com or call 978-462-1125, and the lovely Tiffany will book your appointment. Thanks so much. Talk to you again real soon.